have a like in the preseason a white flag or throw in the towel rule i mean if you're the falcons at this point just this game is so boring they're just showing an interview with arthur blank on the broadcast. So like, yeah, we're just going to talk to you cuz uh, your team's down 24 nothing in this meaningless preseason game. Yeah, at least in the Indianapolis uh Philadelphia game, you're getting Anthony Richardson who's made a couple really nice throws. He looks pretty good yep. tonight. And this is the best Anthony Richardson's look. So this game there's still reason to watch. I do unfortunately have a reason to watch uh Pittsburgh Atlanta. Still 24 nothing. The over, I'm sorry, the under 37 and a half, 38 and a half actually. Still mm -hmm. somehow alive. All it took was Kenny Pickett, George Pickens in the first team offense for the Steelers uh, exiting the game. How about Matt Canada as a play caller? All I've done the last two years is just rip this guy. And yep. now the Steelers might have one of the better offenses in the national. That was my best case scenario for the Steelers, <laughs> right? Was that it was Matt Canada on that offense getting a little more aggressive and crazy. We saw it right now. Now it's a lot of backups for the Falcons, but still. I mean, we're certainly we're, we're seeing at least a little bit of that at this point. All right, back to the best case scenarios now in the NFC, and we start with drum roll. I I forgot where we were at. This was the best part. Washington Commanders. The Commanders. <laughs> All right. Said. It's very simple for me here. Sam Howell wins MVP at 100 to 1 is the best case. Okay, no, that's probably not going to happen. Although you, you're no, no, not MVP. Not not MVP. You sure? No, no. No? You not positive? A, not MVP. I mean, Maybe he, like FedEx Air Player of the Week a couple <laughs> times or something like that. He's not winning an MVP. No, realistically for this yeah. team is this. It, it's the offensive line protects well enough to keep Sam Howell from limiting his mistakes, having time to be able to just throw the football, and allowing that defense to win them football games. That's really what it is. The offensive line does not look good. It's about as bad as the Jets. The difference is, is Aaron Rodgers behind a bad offensive line versus Sam Howell behind a bad offensive line is very, very different. So, look, Howell looked good in the preseason, accurate, moving the ball well, but still making some mistakes. Almost had a pick in the last game in the end zone that was bobbled around and luckily just fell cleanly to the turf, and it was as simple as that. But you've got a guy that's essentially a rookie quarterback. I don't care that he spent a year practicing with the team and has one start. He's essentially a rookie quarterback with the lack of experience that he has. So just to allow him to have time... And and look, you've got an offensive coordinate, coordinator now in Eric Bieniemy that is got a lot of experience with I don't know like a really 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 successful quarterback that's out there. So like there there are pieces there there are pieces there that put him in a position to 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 be successful. But it really starts at that offensive line before anything else can happen. I agree, man. Like I think best case scenario they figure out is Sam Howell the guy, or are we drafting another guy, or are we digging up the corpse of another uh, eight year uh, pro? Please no more. But I went down the list with you the other day. I don't. I can't. I can't add any I, more to the list. I think also best case, it's not even they win 10, 11 games, which would obviously be awesome in the the NFC, but maybe they just win eight and they show some promise. You figure out, hey, um, Chase Young could stay healthy. He's a double-digit sack guy. We're going to pay him. Or Chase Young is never going to be healthy. It's time to move on. And you just figure out who's going to be there because now things are actually starting to get exciting for you know the first time in a long time. There's something to be excited about, and that's Josh Harris. That's the excitement around this franchise. So um, I think that's best case scenario. You know, they're not a four mm -hmm. or five win team, and if they are. They draft Caleb Williams or Drake May, uh, and we turn that thing around really quickly with Terry McLaurin. I love the skill position players. Oh, on they've this team. got a lot there, and that's a good defense. So if Sam Howell's the guy, who knows, man? But that offensive line is what scares the hell out of me. Yeah, it's it's been a problem for years, but this you have a lot of other talent there. I mean, even on a smaller note, Chase Young now has like a stinger, and they're having him get evaluated by doctors to see if he can take on contact like that. Like this is it for him. 
This is his last season here in Washington. I don't see it happening. I don't see it working out. And you got to think of the guys they passed on in the draft, including Justin Herbert. Like, I, I know there were a lot of people that didn't believe in Justin Herbert. It's easy to go back and look at a draft and be like, well, you didn't draft this guy. Look at all the teams that passed on Kawhi Leonard or the teams that name, insert player's name here. Yeah. But Chase Young, to essentially do nothing for this team as, a, as the number two overall pick, is just so massively frustrating. But luckily, they've got a lot of other really talented players on that defense. The secondary's gotten better. The defensive line is one of the best in the NFL. So they have a lot of parts there that work for them. But again, you know this. How far can you go if you don't have a quarterback? It's well, not very far. And the thing is, man, like if they do under if they do underperform, there's way too much talent on this team, then uh, Ron Rivera's got to go. Oh, I, I honestly, I think Ron Rivera should go no matter what, unless they win like the the division well, or at least say, like 10, 10, 11 games. games. He can't, he can't you, go. you can't. But the, the NFL is just past Ron Rivera by. He's a great guy, yeah. a great leader, great person. I would hope that they'd offer him a front office job, reassign him to somewhere else in the organization. He should be a part of the organization. But Ron Rivera is just not an NFL head coach anymore. You know what I want to see next for Riverboat, Ron? I want to see him versus Lovey Smith in the championship game of the USFL. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I never want to see either of those guys Old on the sidelines again. school football. And I love Can the, we add Jeff Fisher to the mix, too? You know, like, they could come. When I when I hang my cleats up next uh, offseason and I'm coaching high school football in Bethesda, Maryland, <laughs> Riverboat, Ron, and Lovey, they could come be coordinators on my team. <laughs> But I don't want them as the head coach of my <laughs> National Football League team in the year 2020. Jeff Fisher will be a positions coach for you. Uh, Steve Mariucci can come out of retirement, too, and Mooch. come off TV. And yeah. There you go. Just no get... Jeff Fisher, though. We don't want no 8-8 eight eight crap. <laughs> and he's more probably 7-9 and nine even nope. than 8-8. Eight eight. Well, it's high school football. We don't want no 4-5 and five crap. There you go. Game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On to the NFC North, your division, the division you are ever so excited about. But we're not starting with the Green Bay Packers. We'll start with the Chicago Bears, the team that a lot of people are – I would say there's varying opinions, to say the least. It's all over the place with the Bears. The best-case scenario for me, for the Chicago Bears, is that Justin Fields looks like Lamar Jackson in his MVP year. Now, that's 2,900 yards passing to hit the over there. That's somebody that makes a huge jump as a passer. And that's a quarterback that also has protection. Now, they've gone out and they've tried to address some things with the offensive line. They've added some weapons at wide receiver. You've got some pieces there. But he's got to have the time to throw the football, and he's got to be comfortable in that position. We saw him throw the football well in college. I get that. We know he can run the hell out of the football now in the NFL. But to look at Lamar Jackson, and people forget this all the time, right? We watched him at the end of the season when they benched Joe Joe Flacco. And you're like, I mean, Lamar is a freak athlete, but the guy's got to learn how to be able to pass at the NFL level. Worked hard in the offseason, came back, didn't just have a good year, had an MVP season. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for somebody like Justin Fields to do that this year. Remember, for a long time, and I don't know if this is still the case, Justin Fields was the biggest liability for BetMGM for MVP for the NFL season. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I agree with everything you said about Justin Fields, the offensive side of the ball. They need to figure out, like, hey, do we upgrade at guard and tackle with Nate Davis and Darnell Wright? Because the offensive line gave up over 52 sacks last season. Mm-hmm. As good as he is with his legs, you need to protect him if you want to evaluate him as a passer. Uh, I think, like, big picture, best-case scenario, they figure out, like, hey, we are a little bit better defensively because last year they were a nightmare. And when you think Chicago Bears football, you think defense. You know, the 85 Bears or Brian Urlacher, uh, Lance Briggs. You don't really think, you know, uh, Jaquan, Jaquan Brisker, Eddie Jackson, Kyler Gordon. But if that secondary can improve and – 
you know, they spent a lot of money at the inside linebacker position with Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. But if those guys actually work out and the defense could be top 20, Bears could win 9-10 games. It's it's a lot of parts that have to come together, but there's there's at least something there. You know, it does feel like the team's at least finally taken a step forward. From year one to year two, it didn't feel that way. They have a lot of money to spend, dude. Yeah. And that's, you know, what it does. That's why it helps to have money to spend on a team. You know, like last night or two nights ago, whatever, when we were talking Jonathan Taylor, I was like, everything nice I've said about Ryan Poles the last two years, I'll take back if they trade for a running back. But Jonathan Taylor is only 24, and they need explosive playmakers. And I really, I mean, I like what they have in Khalil Herbert, but imagine having Jonathan Taylor, DJ Moore, mm-hmm. Justin Fields. Then that becomes a really scary offense. So it who does. knows? They got a bunch of money to spend. I just wouldn't want to trade away a bunch of draft capital if I'm the Bears because you still got a lot of needs on the defensive side of the ball, and you could use probably another lineman as well. I would be curious to know what some of these firm, actual, serious offers are that have been given to the Colts because there are yeah. teams that have given offers. For Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to get moved. Should I text Jim and see? You should Ursa? text him real quick and hey, see wait. what Ursa has to you say. You want to jump on the show around, uh, what, what, we got a spot open? Maybe he'll text you back from sitting on the toilet for three hours. <laughs> yeah, God, I, I bet you he was in that bathroom not sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> he probably wasn't sitting much after that To this day, we've either. never had it confirmed what happened in there. I would love to know. Well, I got a pretty good idea. You ever see the movie Blow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yes. see what uh, Derek for real was doing half the movie? Uh, taking a nap? No. No, oh, no not okay. for years. Definitely not. Definitely not. Until I got to prison. All right, let's go to the Detroit Lions. <laughs> the- <laughs> Every time I look up, whoever is, if it's Heineke or Logan, they're just getting destroyed. It's just, the Steelers. It's the defense. Steelers. It's like, I mean, but this, is not, this isn't even the starters anymore for no, the Steelers. But it's just insane. It, it show, look, it shows the depth they have, too. The Steelers have some serious depth, especially. Okay. This de- I mean, this defense is just... Oh, Logan Woodside's getting that just the crap beat out of him, and oh, as he deserves. Uh, you know, I'm starting to. God, I'm watching the Steelers team going. This look, this looks like the Steelers teams that we remember again. Yeah, yeah. that so. MGM that I always on th- when they zig, we zag. We always. Get, I think last night I gave out Steelers Super Bowl futures. No, I think you did. I think you did. <laughs> I was talking hey, myself. Into we have it. literally watched the odds move right in front of us at Bet MGM. Yeah. When we've talked about it, remember the NBA Most Improved Market? Yeah. They moved the mar- they moved the prices right before our eyes. Still mad about that. Like, you got what are you doing, guys? Come on. Give people a chance at least here. Anyway. Yeah. All right. The Detroit Lions, everybody's favorite. The darling, the underdog, the lovable, scrappy Detroit Lions, where the head coach talks about biting kneecaps, and we've said that a thousand times. The best case scenario for this team, regular season. Jameer Gibbs wins offensive rookie of the year, and that offense is tops in the NFL. They were fourth in total offense last year. You've added a dynamic playmaker to this team as a running back as a wide receiver, hell man, as a deep threat. He's 10 to 1 to win rookie of the year. I love Jameer Gibbs and that price and his ability in that offense to just put up huge numbers. The only concern is that David Montgomery on goal line situations when you're talking about red zone, you're talking about third down and if he gets more carries, more touches, he's getting in the end zone in some of those crucial situations late in the game. That may take away some of the numbers and the opportunities for Jameer Gibbs. But in reality, this team, I, I guess Jamison Williams at some point will be a wide receiver for them. I don't know because he's either suspended or hurt. Yeah. But that guy could be the best receiver out of that entire class that we saw. 
but they've got a chance to really be just an incredible offense and maybe, just maybe, a better defense on top of all that. Yeah, man, they haven't won the division since 1993, and the NFL only had 28 teams back then, so I think best-case scenario is they win the division for the first time since I was six years old. <laughs> also, I think, like, best-case scenario, their draft picks, the guys that they took, maybe a little bit too early, but we do like the picks, right? Jameer Gibbs uh, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, their linebacker Jack Campbell out of Iowa State. If those guys end up working out, then... Um, I think that's best-case scenario, right? And you need to figure out, like, who are your lockdown corners? Is it Jerry Jacobs? You have Cam Sutton there now, but you got to fix up that defense. We know how good the offense is right. going to be with Ben Johnson right. calling the plays, but if if that defense is a mess, good chance they still win seven, eight games, and they don't win the division yeah. for the second time. That's why, that's why that offense honestly has to just be so dynamic that even if it's an improved defense, it's like it's – it's like if we were saying the Vikings defense was a middle of the pack. Like that, the, the Vikings with a miracle were like a middle of the pack defense. Yeah. That's where you're kind of looking at the Lions. Like if they could be middle of the pack, I feel like that's the ceiling for them. Well, and really quick, I mean, I thought you said it best last night. You look at what they did the final couple weeks of the season, they were an elite defense, yes. too. I mean, granted, like Aaron Rodgers wasn't Aaron Rodgers last year, but that was pretty much a playoff game. Even though Detroit had nothing to play for, they were like, all right, we've been eliminated today. We're going to go in there and we are going to knock out our conference foes. Uh, rivals out of the playoffs at Lambeau Field, and Rodgers' last pass as a Packer was picked off into double coverage. Defense played their ass off that night. Hutchinson was all over the place. If they give that effort this season or play up to that potential, they could be damn good. Speaking of the Packers Packers. and Aaron Rodgers, there's no more Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, but there is a guy, Jordan Love, and the best-case scenario for them is winning double-digit games in the division. Like that That's really their ceiling. It's Jordan Love looks like a good quarterback, He's able to get the ball to his young players consistently. Maybe even pad his stats a little bit, right? The Packers were second in the NFL in the the percent of receiving yards coming after the catch, right? Yeah. So what it was for them was a lot. You got a lot of dink and dunk. Fifty-two percent of the time they did that, and that was over the past four seasons. So that wasn't just one year. So I would expect a similar situation again, where it's a lot of shorter passes. You're getting the ball out of Jordan Love's hands quickly. You're making him comfortable, and then you're letting guys like Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Doesn't mean they're not going to go deep sometimes, but you can also hit your running backs out of the backfield a little bit. Get the ball to your playmakers. Let them make plays. That's how they've done things over the last few years with Aaron Rodgers. You can clearly do it with Jordan Love. If that works, this is a team that can win the division. Yeah, I think best-case scenario, okay, yeah, they win the division. They figure out is Jordan Love the guy. But a couple other things, like David Bakhtiari plays all 17 games or at least plays 80% of his snaps because he's going to be 32 years old. And even though he's one of the better and higher-paid tackles in the league, you probably can move on next year. And who knows, like if the Jets get close but don't get it done because of their offensive line, they might give up a lot for Bakhtiari, who's still in his early 30s and still went healthy, one of the better pass-blocking tackles. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you figure out like which one of these nine first-round draft picks can play because we projected them top 10, maybe even top 5 last season, and they still couldn't stop any tight end, couldn't stop the runner, a simple crossing route, 28th DVOA against the run. So got to figure out if those dudes could play because that's a lot of first-round talent there. I mean, the, the Packers have a roster that is built to, to make the playoffs if it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Health, it's like you almost have to put health aside, right? Like everybody expects that. Like, a team is going to be better if they're all healthy. Yeah. So you put that aside, but you look at what they've got. There, There is a lot there. It just comes down to with so many other teams in the NFL, it's what your quarterback looks like. What's always concerned me about Jordan Love has just been there's – I know it's more complicated because you had 
a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. But, like, if they really felt comfortable, that organization moved on from Brett Favre when he still wanted to come back. And they knew Aaron Rodgers was ready, even though he didn't have a great first year as a starter. Yeah. They, the fact that it just took so long for them to go to Jordan Love, it, it's a little concerning. And, like, if Jordan Love is going to be the real deal, why weren't any teams like the Colts or like the Commanders, why weren't they offering first or second right. round picks for Jordan Love? Because I thought a second round pick, pick probably would have got you Jordan Love after that second back-to-back MVP season for Rodgers, right? Yeah.